0: Hey guys, Dane here with The Dark Room Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope that you are having a phenomenal holiday season and you got all your gifts in time and you don't wait last minute until you go on Amazon and then you realize it's not gonna come in the two days like it's supposed to and then it says it might come after Christmas time or whatever time you're trying to buy a gift for and then you still buy it anyways with the hopes that it comes before and then it doesn't come before and then the holiday is ruined. So don't let that happen and if you got to get a Turbo Man now, I would get him now before it sells out, or before you got to run around and look for it. But anyways, I'm excited for you to be here for this episode. I'm excited that I got the chance to talk to one of my biggest inspirations in this game that they call photography, and his name is Andrew Kearns. So Andrew is a photographer based out of Washington. He started putting out vlogs in 2016 that really kind of got him out there more, these vlogs in Iceland. And that's where I first started seeing his work was through these Iceland vlogs. And then I started following his photography and watching his tutorials and watching him just live. And uh, it's just a cool outlet to be able to do something like that and put something out on a consistent basis. But he still continues to put out videos. You know, more so he's a photographer putting out incredible work all the time. You can see his Instagram at Andrew T. Kearns. That's K-E-A-R-N-S. He just put out this book called How Does It Feel? And you can find that on shopcatalog.com. Uh, he has a workshop out with Moment. He also has a workshop out with Alex Stroll, um, our buddy that we talked to a little while ago. So definitely check those out. We get into you know how he started, uh, who he met that also got him into photography, um, how he was illegally playing poker to make enough money to buy a drum set, but that's a whole other thing. We talk about a lot. We talk about his life. We talk about traveling. We talk about... You know, brand work and you know his work specifically. And yeah, we do a lot. So thank you guys so much for hanging out and checking out this episode. I'm really excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, here is a conversation with Andrew Kearns. Welcome to the Dark Room Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the dark room. I'm so pumped to talk to you because yeah, like when you came out with your vlogs and you were at least like when I first found your vlogs in uh it must have been mid or early two thousand sixteen I don't know exactly when you started if I go back to the beginning, but dude, you like kind of changed like the course of my freelance life and career without even realizing it like for real because I started watching your vlogs and like before that, like, you know, I'd seen Casey's and Casey's were great, but he was doing them daily and you know, it kind of seemed unattainable in a way. And it was just like, man, like I'd have to give up everything for this. But then you came around and you were doing them, you know, two or three days a week and you were just doing them so like gritty, but so real. And they were so like easily approachable and they were easy, like easy to take in and like cool to watch like you, you know, as this creative that was doing it. And at the time, like, you know, I had been shooting for a long time and I had done some video, you know, here and there and like made dumb videos and sketches and like random things. But when I saw your vlogs, like something clicked and I was like, shit, man, like, this is cool. Like, I want to do this. I'm going to try this. So because of you, 1000%, I vlogged every week in 2017, no matter what. I would take no the camera. Way. Yeah, I got the same camera you got, uh, the the G7X, and I would just go and I would just do things. And even if I was just driving around, like I would vlog and like, you know, it didn't get really crazy. I had like one video go viral with like 300,000 views and that was it. Nice. But, but it's like, that, that wasn't was the point. Uh, it was, uh, man, it was this motorcycle run called okay. um, El Diablo run, 2017. Sick. And for some reason that one just, just kind of hit and uh <laughs> And that like that was cool, but the, the act of like creating was the coolest part, you know? Like yeah, that was the fun that, part.
1: Like having that kick to go and do it, it was nice. Yeah, like,
0: and like you sparked yeah. that, which is super cool. And like, man, how many other people are out there that can say the same thing because of your videos, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to get random messages like that. Like it's just every now and then one will pop in the inbox and be like, Oh, like you inspired me to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I was just goofing around. Like, (laughs) thanks. Like, I'm really glad it did that. It's cool. But like at the end of the day, like it kind of started just being like, a, I was just goofing.
0: Yeah. Was that how, is that how photography started, you know, kind of as well? Like were you just messing around with the camera?
1: Yeah, no. Photography started in the same way, really. I kind of just like took a class a senior year of high school and I went from there to just like an accidental three gap years. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, in 2015, I met Sam Elkins as well as a few other people about the same time I quit my job at Starbucks to pursue something completely different, like this graphic design degree thing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just went from there and just, just kind of enjoyed it for what it was. And at the time, like, Pacific Northwest was trending on instagram and it was just a thing um and i was literally just doing my thing like it wasn't anything different really it was just doing my thing hiking around taking photos of landscapes at the time like that's what i mainly photographed at the beginning and
0: yeah like you were already doing the hikes and you were already an outdoors person so now you have this tool to (laughs) capture it in this crazy way
1: like all those places that you see that are kind of like I don't know, Instagram hotspots nowadays. Like, I had been there, like, enough to, like, sound like, oh, I was there before it was cool. But, like, I was. Like, I was there, like, before Instagram was being, before even Instagram, like, was what it is today. Like, it, um, those places existed before it, you know? And that's where I was. I was just out in the mountains running around, taking photos of landscapes, climbing and hiking and a little bit of mountaineering here and there, camping, all that.
0: Dude, it's got to um, be crazy to... to... Yeah be there in the beginning and like not even really know what like the beginning is. Right. Because like you didn't know that like Instagram would become what it was or what it is. And you didn't know that, you know, thousands and millions of people would end up in those same spots that like in a way yeah. you and your buddies kind of pioneered. Right. And that man, it's such in a, a way, trip. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But real quick, just to to back up before your, your first class that you took, Uh, it's funny because I took a class in high school as well and that was kind of my intro to photography and I remember this one kid uh joey he was like dude he's like your photos aren't even good you just bump the contrast up anyone can do that and it like shattered my world for I like do. years dude i know so for like <laughs> the next four or five years like i would go to tweak photos and i'd be like wait is this what a real photographer does or do they just let it ride like that scarred me for so long screw joey dude i know right oh, i hope you listen <laughs> screw to this. that guy uh but going back before that like did you have any like creative tendencies or, you know, did you draw, like, did anyone in the family kind of inspire you to, to, you know, even take that class? Like what, what like fueled that?
1: Um, well, I had to take an elective yeah, and so I chose that. My mom did photography, not like I did, but like she had a better than average camera and like shot photos here and there i wouldn't like i guess i would call her a photographer but i did do a lot of music that was like my life in pretty much most of high school like long story short i played poker illegally and made enough money to buy a drum set what (laughs) and yeah dude no way (laughs) yeah i did and uh so when i bought the drum set i just like or when i made i made like a thousand bucks as a freshman which like as a freshman in high school that's a lot of money Oh yeah, for sure. Wait, are we so online poker, right? Yeah, when it was legal. When it was legal, yeah, before that
0: went down. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so you make a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, so I've been a thousand bucks, bought a drum set, and um, yeah, and then uh, this was like kind of my life for all of high school. I was actually signed up to go to college to do drums and then in Washington we had this thing called Senior Project. I did a whole entire big grand arrangement. Took like hundreds of hours. Uh, you're only supposed to spend like 40 hours on it. And I spent like probably over 200. I don't even remember. Oh, sure. It was just, it, it was a lot of time and I didn't really like it. <laughs> so I was like, maybe music isn't the thing. I want
0: to do. <laughs> dude, that's hard. Um, man.
1: and yeah, then cue the accidental three gap years. And then meeting Sam Elkins at the beginning of 2015 and kind of learning what it was from there. So
0: how did, uh, how did that come about? Was that a DM? Was it like, yo, dude, I like your work. You want to come hike? Like who contacted who?
1: Yeah, so I had a buddy named Drew, um, and he hit me up one day, and he's like, "Yo, I'm going on a hike with Sam Elkins," and I was like, hey, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, I recognized the name, and then I like didn't know, I didn't recall who it was at the time. I just recognized the name, and I knew that I knew it from Instagram. But I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, like, okay, this is this is who Sam Elkins is." Like, yeah. I do, I remember his photos. Like, I do really love his work, and yeah, we like went on a trip. Up to like 22, and just like, yeah, cruised around. It was really fun. And uh, next week, Sam and I and a bunch of us hung out again. And, um, like, long story short, over that next few months, I, we became good friends. And at the time, I quit Starbucks to study under someone for this video graphic design firm that my friends ran. Yeah. Um, that's what I quit Starbucks for. And then just happened that photography, like that whole situation I just explained happened right when I quit my job, like literally the weekend before my last day. No way, Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so it was like quintessential timing. Yeah, so over that next four months, I was kind of juggling like photography and just like doing that for fun, uh, posting a lot more, taking it a little more seriously. And then at the same time, I was doing these uh, web design, graphic design, video stuff with the the creative firm. But I don't know, long story short, the creative firm was kind of um, they were great. Like they're good friends, but, yeah. uh, they were kind of going in one direction and I was like kind of skipping meetings with graphic design stuff. Like I don't know, graphic design, especially web design, like web design is not my thing. Like I do not like web design and it was blatantly obvious. Cause I was like, I think I might <laughs> skip this meeting to go shoot. And well, then yeah. You need to be have-
0: outside. You can't sit behind <laughs> a desk and, and do that stuff. You know, at least like you, yeah. you can't,
1: you know, Well, it's Someone like else the can. thing is like, I don't mind doing that, but it's just like I found I'm very creative with what's already there, and I'm really bad at creating something that's not there. So, aka yeah. graphic design and um, and web design, especially web design. Yeah, yeah. dude, but, it's hard,
0: uh, man. It's so hard. You know what I find too about like graphic design and web design that you know, although it's creative, it's just different. Is there's so many more technicalities and like technical ways to do something. The blueprint needs to be a little bit tighter than just grabbing a camera, going out shooting, coming back, yeah. editing how you are like the Wild Wild West and putting it out there. Like there's so many parameters <laughs> and there's people also that are going to like pick up your graphic design work and need to like tweak stuff and the layers need to be right. There's just so many other things that make it kind of that extra level of like shit. I got to really take yeah. this really seriously, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it's it's complex and I do enjoy it and like I've I've picked up like drawing and just like random things like that, more recently, and like I've gotten into like understanding how layout works because it like layout, for instance, like is a part of graphic design, but it's also like a lot to do with composition, just like photos are, and it's yeah. just like it makes sense. Um, but yeah, at the time, I just like wasn't into it, and I was skipping meetings, and eventually, we just like talked, and they're, and they're like, obviously, you are very stoked on this photography thing. Like, don't do, don't do this design firm for the money. Like, if you're right. not enjoying web design, like go forth and basically since like may 2015 i was yeah pretty much freelance from there
0: did you like did you have people around you that you saw that were making like a living full-time creator as a photographer and you're like dude i I can do this like is that what inspired you to to make the jump or was the jump kind of just like well like i guess i can try to make this work
1: Uh, a bit of both yeah like i i'm really fortunate to meet who i had um And like Sam Elkins being the first, and he was connected with a lot of other people, and so I met them. And then um, there's a buddy of mine named Nick. We call him Dad. He's older. He's great. But he he's best friends with uh, photographer, my favorite photographer, Jared Chambers. Basically, since knowing Jared, he knew everyone else that I like really look up to, like the Kobe Bryans, the Michael Jordans, like those guys that like of that realm. So he was good friends with Alex Stroll and Morgan Phillips and all these guys that I was really look up to. And so through Nick, I got to meet um, that year, pretty much all of them, like Jared Chambers, Alex Stroll, um, and just like a whole, a whole mess of other people. And I was really fortunate to be able like meet who I did when I did, cause like timing was so key there. And yeah, it was awesome. Um, so being around that energy was really good to start out with for sure cuz you're just hanging out with people who are doing what you're doing
0: yeah and um, at this time too were you were you confident in your shots like at the time early on or did you kind of feel like you were you know like fake it till you make it or you know were you pretty rock solid then
1: i saw this graph recently and it explains perfectly but basically <laughs> it shows years doing photography and how good I think I am and the bar just goes straight down <laughs> Dude, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's pretty much how it started now I feel like I'm like uh I feel like mine's more of like a roller coaster like it's just like like last week's work sucks and this idea that I have for next week sounds awesome kind of thing and it's right. just like then like three weeks from now I'll be like okay that idea was trash like what's next like it's just yeah. like you're constantly like uh, it's your biggest critic. Exactly. And,
0: it's the healthiest, yeah. unhealthiest way to be. And
1: I yeah, fully true.
0: understand it. Man, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's important to like be that way, but also look at it with indifference and be like, um, not beat yourself up about it, but be like willing to like improve, but not in an unhealthy way. I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 I look at Instagram now and. You know, you see obviously, like even a few years ago when you look at Instagram, like you'd see these people that you'd follow and be like, "Man, like if only, like if only I could shoot like that. If only I could shoot yeah. like that." And there's definitely an unhealthy way to spin that, but uh-huh. like there can be like a, a super healthy way to look at that and be like, "All right, I'm going to take this note. Like I'm going to look at this photo. I'm going to kind of see how they did it, time and day, maybe the the, you know, the lens they had and like those little tiny nuggets scrolling through Instagram over time can actually kind of help develop a style for somebody. They take, like, all these different pieces and all these things. Like, one thing that I do, and I've always done this, and it's great because Instagram allows you to, but, like, if I see a really great portrait or, uh, you know, someone that has an eyeball, maybe even if it's, like, a moose or whatever, you know, like a Charlie Savely, like, shot a moose in, you know, Iceland mm-hmm. or wherever it is, um, I zoom in as far as I can go on the eyeball. And the eye can tell you everything about, you know, the light. Was it natural? Was it artificial? Was it coming from underneath, overhead, you know, 45 degree to the right? Like things like that, you know, like and that is that has helped tremendously my portrait photography, just like zooming in on eyeballs looking where the light came from and just like putting that in the back of my head. So then if I'm on a shoot and, you know, the light's kind of crappy in an area, but I see this little tiny, you know, shoot off a light coming over here, I can kind of just go back in the brain and be like, okay, let me, you know, let me do the three kind of ways. I know how this shot can at least be lit, how, you know, I want to make it work. So like things like that, like you can still pick up.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's very intricate. I definitely didn't, uh, do that <laughs> I, I feel like i just trialed and aired everything well like, yeah oh, sometimes backlit is not that great <laughs> like well dude yeah, that's uh, how i learned
0: the shots from your um your moment video that you just put out with it's sonora right that's her name yeah yeah yeah. when you were on top of that epic Iceland mountaintop and the the yeah. sun was setting behind her and you're just blasting away on the camera and you were throwing you were throwing the shots in on the uh, the bottom left hand side of the screen and like showing all the settings of the camera, which is great. but like each one of those shots was such a banger. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, man, are you kidding me? It's so cool when you get to look through a camera lens or a, yeah, a screen and like you know see the shot look that good right off the bat. You're just like, damn, that's good.
1: Yeah, they uh, the Moment team edited that. So like all those little frame shots you saw with was, was the homie Niles. He filmed it, edited it, all yeah, that. So nice. Yeah, yeah, he he did really well with that workshop. He he crushed it.
0: Can we talk about your uh, workshop with Moment?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I know this is going to be the biggest question ever. Uh, I'm doing, I did the workshop with Moment. I'm also doing one with Stroll. And okay. Two separate things. Yeah, I was curious like, about that. I'm just like ready for the storm of questions. Um, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> yeah. like trying to like, I'm trying to like, eventually I'm going to upload a video explaining that when the yeah, Stroll yeah. workshop is closer. But the Moment workshop um, that's out right now, you can get it at uh, shopmoment.com. Yeah, it was good. Like it was fun. And we just kind of charged for three and a half days me sonora and niles and yeah it was my first time really like i had been in front of camera obviously with the vlogs but everything's so improv on those everything's so scrappy and not really super planned out and so having a planned out thing was a challenge for sure um i I didn't realize how much of a challenge it would be until i was like there and and really going with it and yeah it, it was tough and i definitely was like I guess you could say, like, I was pretty nervous and just trying to figure it out. And I feel like, uh, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but basically I feel like I was kind of just, like, trying to hit my lines and very monotone and just very unlike the vlogs at all. Like, I was just very, like, yeah. And so in this situation, I want to be and just, like, super serious. So <laughs> just, like, not yeah. very myself because I'm just, like, trying to, like... Basically do lines I've somewhat rehearsed It is so Did weird. that ever
0: come up With the moment team Like did you ever Kind of say like uh, I know we have These outlines But if I can You know Riff a little bit It's kind of Like how I like to work Or like did you Kind of yeah. have to You know Go along with well, it
1: Well like That was like Their first one too So it was kind of A learning experience For everyone For Niles For me Right For moment as a whole Um So Yeah it was like I mean like I've I've had conversations With them prior Or after the fact and like one of the things i mentioned i was like yeah i felt very uh stiff like it felt like i it was sort of a different element for me like i'm a very free flow and i felt like and i don't think and it's not their fault necessarily like at all like it's kind of just that's how it was yeah. gonna run it's just and, how and people even, are wired you know yeah and, that, and niles even said like all the ones he's filmed he's doing one with jesse driftwood and like all these other people and so he even said like all the other ones have been a bit like much more like smoother and free flow and just like much more like what it would have been uh well what it could have been like for mine but it was like a first time for everyone so it was just like I don't think it came out bad at all but it was just like everyone learned so much on that right it's very portrait focused too which I hadn't done like I didn't even realize it too like I hadn't really done portraits just portraits in a long time like I'm usually shooting more lifestyle stuff like there's always people involved but it's like people interacting with the environment or with a product or with xyz you know and just shooting portraits was a challenge for me because I was just like, dang, I haven't done this in a long time because I've been focusing so much on lifestyle stuff. So it was like kind of like revisiting all those nooks in my brain of how to create a good scene with it and whatnot. But I think it came out well, like I I really do. Niles also killed it in the editing. Sonora has a piece in there and she, just smoked me on how good she was in front of camera. Like she's so good, it's stupid.
0: Now, also the uh, so the stroll workshop. Like when,
1: yeah, you
0: know, did you kind of take that and be like, look, like now I kind of know how if I'm going to approach a workshop where, yeah, it needs to be outlined because we have to know what we're talking about. Like, how did you kind of like you know flip the gear in your brain to to jump into that like a little more comfortably?
1: This one, I just had a framework, much more so and less specifics, um, and. Yeah, same thing. I was pretty nervous coming up to it. And I guess I'll say Forefront, like, I don't think one workshop is better than the other. They're just kind of targeting two very different things. Yeah. Like, the Molot one is going to be a bit, um, I don't want to call it the budget workshop because that sounds cheap, but it's just, like, cheaper. It's, like, lower price. Yeah. Um, and each episode's an hour. Uh, there's two different episodes. And I think, I don't know if they rearranged stuff because I think they were talking about bundling. I don't know where they're at. I haven't looked. Yeah. But, um... Basically, it's just, and it's just focusing on portraits, you know, Um, and then also my editing within Lightroom, whereas the Stroll Workshop is a much more in-depth, like I'm working with Three Talent, which I'll talk about in a bit, but basically it's like Three Talent, we got a brand involved, I talk about pitching to a brand and like all this stuff, I talk, I bring in a little philosophy at the end of it with like how I shoot, how I pre-produce as well in a different episode, it goes deep, but it's also uh, priced. A bit higher like I don't know what it will be I think it's releasing in January so we only wrapped up like two weeks ago so it's just like they're in the editing stages I'm just on to other things um but yeah so one's not worse than the other it's just like what you want to different do. yeah yeah but with the stroll workshop I definitely uh I felt more comfortable with it um uh, as we were driving there I was my my manager slash best friend Willie he's the best um we were just talking and he's like, well, I was just kind of like talking through lines, like thinking about things, just writing in the passenger seat. He's like, well, like picture yourself there. Like, what would you do? Yeah. I just like set my iPad down and just was like, okay, so like, you know, I see this composition and like it just reeled off. And I was like, oh shit, like that's what it is. Like I'm trying to fabricate these lines, like trying to do it yeah, without being there. And like, I just don't, I just, I don't operate hypothetically. It's like, like,
0: it's like trying to imagine somebody's face,
1: right? You have to put a context to it.
0: It's kind of exactly that. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: like, like I'm not, I'm not terrible at explaining with words. Like I like really enjoy trying to explain stuff with words. Like that's something I've been really trying to get better at is being more descriptive and better with my words. But like, I just can't do it like hypothetically when I'm teaching, like it is the hardest thing for me, but literally like, so we got to the coast and the camera rolled i like did the one piece that was more um lined which was the intro like okay we're here and we're gonna get into it kind of thing yeah. obviously more detailed and like after that it was reeled. like it was so easy like I, it was so flowing so like like i had small talking points and bits but it was just like once willie said like hey like don't try to fabricate shit like just, just say what's going through your mind yeah. And then, like everything clicked so much better like there was, like, just the intro, like, once I got through that, I was cruising. The next day, we shot again, Then we shot some studio talking points, and the only part I really struggled on was talking to the camera, like, sharing the story I shared with you earlier, like, kind of how I started and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I can, it's easy to, like, tell the story when I'm talking to someone, but, like, saying it on camera, I was just so frustrated. Like, I was like, I literally can't do this. Like Like, it's just, like, it's, like... Look how great I am! Like I'm just like bragging to the camera. <laughs> I hated it, but like yeah. other than that, I cruised through the studio parts too. And it was just like once I, once you I got going, and once you like started like not overthinking it, I was I was just cruising from there.
0: Dude, um, that's the best, man. Yeah, like yeah. Once you can like allow yourself to be yourself, you know. Yeah. Like allow and, yourself like, to be confident and like just be you. It's gonna change everything.
1: No, and that's like that was the point of the workshop too. Like a stroll, like said, like hey, you're really good at. Um, you're really good at being scrappy. And I was like, that was like a really great compliment and so true. Um, he's like, you're really good at like scrapping stuff together and, and just like making it work. Like we should make the vlog around like this kind of run and gun style or the, the vlog, the workshop around this run and gun style. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, cater yeah, to, that makes to your sense. strong suit. And then like,
1: yeah. yeah. And like I try to like, I don't know, think about how I operate with that. And it was, it was cool because then I started thinking like a lot of people I mean, the the, the few we reached out to our following saying, Hey, I'm teaching a workshop. Like, what do you guys want to learn? And a lot of people were like, Oh, brand stuff. Oh, composition stuff and um, other things like that. And like, I had to really think about what I did with composition. And like, I never really thought about it. Like, I just knew, like, so subconsciously, like, all all this stuff runs through my mind. So bringing that subconscious thought to the forefront and being like, Okay here's actually what the hell is going on in my mind. Like, I I realized, like, how I thought about composition and how I could teach it. And even though it is very run and gun, like, there is, like, a 100% method to the madness that I kind of unlocked as I was planning this workshop and then then executing it and teaching it and stuff. Like, I I was really stoked on how it came out because, like I said, the moment was a bit stiff. Like, nothing wrong with it. It's just, like, portraits and all this stuff. But I had, like, three talent. On the Stroll Workshop, I had three talent I was working like it was a brand, like something I'm very comfortable with, and yeah, um, yeah, it was it was fun. Like it felt like I was just at the beach hanging with friends and shooting some photos, like more than anything. Like, yeah,
0: dude, that's cool, man. And and you know, yeah. talking about brands, like I feel like you can take you know that kind of mentality as well of like you know be comfortable with yourself and who you are, and take that into the situation. And like that is fully true with brands because I know even like with the stuff that I've been doing you know, let's say like a year and a half ago or two years ago with brands that I first started working with, like I go in there and be like, okay, like they kind of probably expect me to be, you know, this type of a person and have this type of, Mm. you know, equipment or gear or lighting or, you know, maybe um, like a tethering setup. Like I'd go in there and and, and be thinking about what they would expect from a photographer for this budget, for this shoot. And finally, just recently in the last year, I've just been like, dude, like I'm just going to go in there and do 1000% everything I want to do and how I run and how I work best. And if they don't like it, then they just won't work with me again. But like, and I feel like that's what you like have done and can solidify is like with brand work, especially like, I feel like you go in there and you just do your thing and they know exactly like they're getting Andrew Kern's work and they're going to get you as well.
1: You know? Yeah. So they scratch it together and cross your fingers and usually it works.
0: Was that, was that a hard, hurdle to get over when you first started working with brands did you ever have any any doubt about you know like just maybe even during the shoot or or did you ever feel uncomfortable during shoots or have you always just gone into shoots kicked down the front door and been like all right
1: bitches i'm here <laughs> i wish it was that way That'd be <laughs> sick um no like i feel like at the beginning and it goes back to that graph i was talking about earlier like you know like years of experience you realize how bad you actually are in a good way (laughs) um yeah so I feel like at the beginning I was a lot more confident which is weird to say um but at the beginning I was definitely more confident and maybe that's just from naiveness and then as time went on as I was looking at other photographers work and I mean definitely social media plays into it it's like you can get very in your head and you can like expect yourself to like perform at a certain level that's um or, or like i mean i guess i guess like you see someone else using this certain setup and this gear setup and all this stuff and like for me like i think 99 percent of my work has been shot on a mark 4 and a 24 to 70 like i don't want six different lenses in my bag to choose from and it took me a while to realize this you know i have a lot of cameras and all this stuff but at the end of the day yeah 5d mark 4 and a 24 to 70 pretty much gets everything i need yeah for and, sure and and that like being willing to accept that like number one saves me a lot of money because i'm not buying every other lens you know i'm not i'm not worried about um i'm not worried about getting you know okay like i want this shot in front of me like do i want my 24 35 50 85 105 like right. do i want a 16 or 35 like it's like i don't have that choice i have a 24 to 70 i want to accomplish it with that so i just find i operate better with less options and so Accepting that and realizing that and taking that into brand work has been um, great for me because it's just like that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I'm focusing on the frames at hand for the brand and and not what lens do I need to do use for this. And that's not to say like I don't know I would like to like use more primes because they look really crisp, but I'm not going to bring six of them on a shoot because I do not want to deal with that decision. Like it's just I just don't operate that well with that.
0: Yeah, um, and like whatever can fit in your carry on, like that's usually what you want to take. I'm the same exact dude, way. Yeah. It's like that's I all. Like
1: a, I took like a F-Stop bag that I've used for like a year now, as well as like a little REI Flash 18 pack. And that's why I took to Europe for like, you know, six weeks. Yeah. And, and it's just like that. I'm so simple like that. Like I don't want, I don't want choice. Like I just want, I just wanted to keep it simple. Like, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Do, you, do you still rock the, um, <clears throat> that chrome camera bag, that little, like little bowl? The black one?
1: Yeah. No, I don't rock that one. I have an F-Stop Dulston, is what it's called. Okay. However, I did just use this chrome sling bag. Nice. Um, like
0: an over-the-shoulder bag? Is
1: that what it's like? Yeah, like yeah. over-the-shoulder. It's like bigger than a fanny pack, smaller than a, than a backpack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like you can like fit. Anyways, I used it on a shoot because there was one around. And um, pretty much most of the time on a shoot, your DSLR is on your shoulder anyway. So having that there just having all my stuff in it. And I could throw my camera in there if I wanted. And if I did have an extra lens or something, like I could keep it there. Um, it was sick. Like I, I really liked having that alongside. Um, I might add that to the repertoire, but um, yeah, I've always for the past year since I got that, I got the Dolson, the F-Stop Dolson for free. Oh, nice. And I've just been using it since then. I just got another one um, for when that one breaks. (laughs) So I'm like pretty well set.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, having a tiny bag too, or even an over the shoulder bag, like that's almost a pro tip for like, if you want less gear and like, want to be more efficient, like force yourself to be, you know, yeah, I I use that Chrome bag every day for the last two years, two to two and a half years. The, uh, the one you had, uh, the little Chrome photo bag, I can fit, you know, an extra camera in case something happens tragically to my Mark four. And two more yeah. lenses, just in case. I have like a fifty prime and an eighty-five prime, and then I have my twenty-four yeah. to seventy, and like that's it. That's all you get, but that's all you need.
1: Yeah, it's so solid. I like the f-stop bag too because it's like a roll stop or a, a roll top. And oh yeah yeah know, yeah, you can you can like pump it up and like get cinch it down as much as you want, or like let's say you have a jacket, you can like throw that in there and just keep like you're not limited to stuffing it. Like it kind of just works around it. Like I. I'm a big fan of that bag. Nice. No complaints. I'll check it out. And it has side access, like, oh, it's a dream. Sweet man. You
0: know? Um, so are you are you traveling as much as you know in the past? Are you bouncing around a lot or are you kind of stationary? Where are you right now?
1: Uh, Washington. Okay. And I plan to probably stay here um for a while, yeah. Like, I mean, long story short, like I mean, you hit me up a few months ago, like in May or June. Yeah. And, like, like you, you contacted me at a time in life that it was just, like, whack. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, not a good season, long story short. And um, went through a lot of life change and just, like, ideas and decisions that I wanted to implement. And a big part of that is just, like, being in one place now. Like, I'll probably still travel out of wherever I end up. I think I'm going to be near Seattle or up in Bellingham. That's the plan. Uh, right now I'm in Everett. So figuring that out um, probably in the next couple of weeks. but. Yeah, I plan to be in one place. Uh, I think that's like definitely the more healthy decision, yeah. and I can definitely travel from there. I can like I can have all I like want to be doing, but like a home base is kind of essential and crucial for me at this point.
0: Yeah, it's some it's tough because you know you see you know you see a lot of people that can do the mobile the mobile thing all the time and like travel from yeah. spot to spot, and I, I can't do it. Like I, I wish I could. Like I'd like to say that I could, but I I need a yeah. home base as well. Um, at least somewhere I know I can come back to because man, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I could just, you know, be on the road all the time. Right. It it kind of takes a lot out of
1: thing. Yeah. I think it's like a very seasoned thing because it's just like, I know I'll be here. Uh, but like, I know probably this like winter, I'm probably going to go South at least once and just like do stuff and maybe do like two or three weeks on the road. Like something like that. Cause I don't, I don't like I'll still be kind of semi nomadic, but like have a home base for sure.
0: Yeah. What, what yeah. holds you back from, from you know, being a nomad 24 seven, 365?
1: You know, what what, what, what would, what, what, what holds would, you
0: back from that? Like what, what makes you, you know, really want to, to, you know, have a home base? You know, what were you going yeah. through at that time?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, it kind of started like, Like I'd always been wanting to not like necessarily dirt bag, but like dirt bag lifestyle where you're just kind of rumbling and yeah. Yeah. And all that. Like I, I actually, Alex Honnold, like before he was a really big deal, I saw his thing right before his 60 minutes thing, which happened in like 2011 or 12 or 13. I don't know, but I just saw his lifestyle. I was like, that's sick. Like that is so like, he just living outside. Like that sounds so fun. And you know, as, as things kind of progressed the next few years and, became a thing i was like okay i can actually do this and i and i did it and it was really fun but i mean fast forward to this past summer like um you know three i did it for like four or five years like not really having any consistency and just focusing a lot on work and and work sick like i love doing work but like literally my whole life was just like work and and all this stuff and you know you meet a lot of people on the road and you do all this stuff but one of my friends put it perfectly. Like, it's essentially just you're meeting people and then you kind of – you don't really, like, see them as – you might see them next year for, like, a day or a week or so. But it's just so, like – they put it perfectly as in it's just a bunch of, like, one-night-stand friendships. Like It's yeah. just, like – I get They're that, just kind of yeah. quick and gone. And, and you know, it kind of just, like um, – it just kind of, like, hit home. I was just like, damn, like, I – I like, do. am I, am I actually really enjoying this? I read, I was reading this book called Ego is the Enemy and it's by this author, Ryan Holiday, who is one of my favorite authors. i have read so many of his books. Nice. Um, and just reading that book really hit home. Cause it was just like, okay, am I, am I doing this road life thing to like, wh- like, it just made me question like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, am I actually really enjoying this or is this something I'm trying to accomplish? And like when I was, when I was like, I had just like a lot of like business stuff, personal stuff, like a lot of shit just crashed down at once. And I was in a very vulnerable place, all to say. And yeah. I was able to like be super honest with myself. And then I was just like, dude, like I hate the truck I'm driving. I hate not knowing where I'm going to sleep. I just hate it. I hate it. Like I just was like trying to convince myself every day that I was enjoying it. And
0: yeah, and then when eventually came it to, just it just cracks, right? It yeah, just, I just, yeah. just
1: couldn't like I couldn't sustain pretending all the time. So when push came to shove, I was just like, Dude, screw this. Like so I sold the truck for more than I bought it for. Went back to a Prius. Um <laughs> and nice. just like and like slowly just kinda like I'm not rushing into things really. Like, um I'm definitely like, I mean, since you contacted me, I'm in a way better place now. Like mentally, like I'm just much more sound. Um I, I'm just like trying to I, I, like, read a lot of books at the right time. Like, dude, reading's sick. Like, I just got way into it. Like, reading, like, Ego is the Enemy, this book called Power Power of Now, like, all these other, like, really, really good, um, I don't want to call them self-help books because that's cheesy, but, like, they're very philosophical and very applicable to life books. And that's really changed my, overall, it's just changed my perspective on a lot of things. And it's made me realize so much about myself and, like, what truly matters and what's very intrinsic to me. Um, and, and like now it's, it's, I mean, since all that shit happened at the beginning of summer, like I've just been in a place where I can be honest with myself. So I guess to round out your question, like that's why I'm here. It's just like, you know, I don't want to be like just one night stand friendships all the time. Like I want a good solid community. Like I've been picking up hobbies too like, like just, I've been climbing a ton. Like like pretty much all I do. And, uh, as well as just all this other stuff. And, yeah. It's, it's just been very a uh, healthy shift and I'm in a much better like state for sure. Um, Dude, I
0: love that, man. Yeah. And it's super cool that you can be, you know, like very transparent about it and, and
1: talk about yeah. it
0: because I feel like, I don't know, like I, even this year, like I found myself having a lot of conversations with, you know, people and, and creatives and like, I, I wouldn't call it a trend by any means, but like we're creatives and we have up and ups and downs. Like a lot, you know, like even oh, myself, yeah. I like, do, like I'm up and down all the time and you know I, I always wonder if you know it's just me or if anybody else deals with it but like as a creative like dude so many creatives feel like this for different reasons oh, yeah. you know obviously like it can be work related or it can be you know like like we were talking about like you know travel related or whatever like there's kind of always this ebb and flow and when things are good they feel great right and when things are yeah. you know not the best like if you know that there's other people that even you look up to like you know looking up to you like that have these ups and downs like you know it makes us all feel human and yeah as long as we can kind of like pull things together a little bit and like try to like either talk to somebody or read a book or hunker down for a few months and figure out like what the issue is and just try to like kind of break out of it you know everyone's dealing with something
1: yeah and it's like w- like everyone's in those ups and downs and it feels very consistent throughout the board and I think it's really important to push in when you're on those downs because That's when you can be most vulnerable with yourself. I think a lot of people they'll just find a quick fix for it. They'll find a band aid and not surgery. You know, they won't like. They'll just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. Like for me, it was just like one of the issues I was dealing with is I just hated doing influencer crap. Like I just didn't really care to keep doing that. And like it was good, easy money, but like, okay, is that really what I'm working for? And is that really what I'm about? And at the end of the day, like I mean, like at the beginning of this year, I just like I had a client that I've worked for several years, and I just was like, you know, and they paid very well and. But it was just at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, I appreciate you reaching out, but I don't want to do this. And, you know, that money won't make a difference at the end of, the, of my life. You know, when I mean, you start thinking about it that way, like, and you start being honest with yourself, like, and you stop stop chasing what's, like, convenient and good and, like, all that, and you really start investing in, like, something that's worthwhile, yeah. that's when things change. And it's really hard to identify that unless if you're always on the up or you're always doing quick fixes or, or, or whatever that may be, like you when you can be like um when you when you're in those down times like that's when you can really find those answers I think yeah. I think it goes missed by a lot of people coming from me and like just like all my friends I talk to I hear so much of that same story of mine it's just like oh like I hate like another influencer job or like oh I just hate doing this I'm like okay well like take the steps to go away like because I've been taking those steps to go away and I'm just like a much better I'm like Andrew 2.0 I'm just like a much <laughs> better person from it like like I could like care less about like convenient paychecks at this point. Like I, it's not about that anymore. It's, it's about like, okay, like, you know, I've, I've made good money off photography and that didn't bring me happiness. So like what actually does, and, Yeah, Dude. Like, that's, that's the most important thing. And that's like kind of what I want to, that's the message I want to preach is like, as I continue on with whatever I do. So yeah. The, the
0: funny thing is though, is like, you have to, go through those moments to break through and become, you know, Andrew 2.0 or Dane 2.0. Like even this year, like, you know, I've been doing corporate like video gigs for like the Mm -hmm. last three years on and off, but like pretty consistently, cause you know, they pay great. And like, I kind of first started doing that as my first paid gigs and six months ago, I was like, I'm not happy when I do these. I hate traveling to these. You know, I'm just pissed off, puts me in a bad mood for the whole week. But like I'd really get upset and like I'd sit around and be like, what's wrong with me? You know, like I'd have other yeah. gigs that were great. But in the last like month or two, like I've, you know, started to turn down these gigs and it sucks in the beginning because you're like, is this right to do? Like it's yeah. money. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people like would take this. But the, at the end of the day, like if it makes you feel better. Like you, you got to do it, but you're not going to get to that place unless you like go through the BS for a while, whatever that may be. Yeah, and like that's how you learn, right? That's like you can say yes to everything that's great, and then eventually, eventually, you learn what like you want to say no to, which is
1: super cool. Yeah, and that's that's so important too. Um, there's like a good quote that's you, uh, uh smooth seas never made a good captain or a good sailor or something like that, right? And this is like true, like you know, if everything was like smooth seas, butterflies and rainbows, like, <laughs> cool. Like you don't, you're <laughs> yeah. not going to grow at exactly. all. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And so like when you can go through those rough seas and learn how to navigate that, you become like the next, the next round becomes easier. And like the, you know, you, you realize like, okay, this is only temporary too. Like there might be rough seas tonight, but tomorrow might be smooth. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I did, like yeah. it's just, it's just like so important to realize that I guess
0: so is yeah. is so the book that you have that you just came yeah. out with which I'm super excited to talk about it is this yeah. kind of like an Andrew 2.0 like triumphant return like is this you being like man like this is I'm pouring everything into this like is it kind of like an all-encompassing you know look into your life
1: uh kind of yeah like I don't I I like see a lot of this stuff but like um I, don't know, I treat success and like failures very indifferently. So I don't see it as this epic thing, you know, it's just like, it was this project I spent a shit ton of time on. Like, <laughs> that's kind of how I see yeah. it. Um, but I am, I'm like proud of it. Like I think, um, to see some of the messages I've got, like from people, I, it's been really good. Um, and, and like the feedback has been great. Uh, but, yeah. It was, it was kind of at the beginning of this year before I made like a lot of life change when I was working on it and I, I'm still really proud of it. It, uh, the main point is I wanted it to be, 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 something that's not like Instagram. Like it's so easy to scroll through Instagram and see a quick photo and like, like it and go to the next one and just like consume and not really uh, digest. Yeah, And that's, that's what I didn't want the book to be. So you know, Instagram has the carousel feature and that's cool it's a, it's a way to share a story but I still think it's a great way like it's still you're only seeing one image at a time and not as a collection so that's I wanted to go that route with the book uh, the opposite of that route so you know having a collection of images presented and and uh, for people to you know not quickly flip through not quickly scroll through just like enjoy enjoy it for what it is i mean like when you go to art museums you don't just like look and then look and then look and then you don't like skip through stuff and like you're out there out of it in 15 minutes you know right in a way like i wanted to be in be like that like people take their time to like look at it and it's been cool to like the people who actually have and like getting those messages saying like yo i took my time through this and like there's this one person who's like, I've like looked through like the first 40 pages and I'm going to look through some more tomorrow. I'm like, well, like they're, <laughs> like, yeah, they're taking like, uh, okay yeah, they're really taking their time. Like that, that means a lot. Like that's exactly what I wanted it to be because yeah, I mean, not that I have a problem with Instagram, but it's just like, it is, it is a different way to view it. And it's, it's frustrating at times. Cause it's like, it's not super story driven at this point. Yeah. And, it is what it is. Like, it's kind of like eye candy wrong. now, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's also just like, there's also other options that aren't as uh, aren't as prevalent as Instagram is. So that's what I wanted to introduce to it.
0: Are you, like in the book, are you doing your own writing? Was that something you were excited to do? Is there a lot of writing or is it mainly just yeah. images? Um,
1: yeah, there's, there's a bit of writing, not a ton. Um Mainly near the end and the beginning, Uh, and then at the very at the cover pages, there's a bunch of journal entries. That um, by the way, also I want to mention, like I had the idea and kind of sent the assets to my publisher. The publisher I went through, Thought Catalog. Okay. Um. So they like I want to give them so much credit in this because I literally just had this like (laughs) shit show of an Adobe Illustrator doc with just stuff scrapped together on different artboards and like <laughs> yeah. these ideas. And then KJ, who's really good at layout, did that. And then there's a, someone named Bianca. She goes on Instagram as rainbow salt. Um, she did all the copy and like all that stuff. So yeah, it was my writing, but they, and my photos that they laid it out. They made me sound better through my writing. Like they're the homies. Like they, they really did well. Yeah. Um Yeah. But there, there is some writing. Most of the sections uh, near the end, have good writing or have a good amount of writing.
0: Yeah,
1: most of the set, yeah, yeah such had, good writing. Yeah, the
0: end is good. The, the writing beginning is so sucks. good. <laughs> yeah,
1: my writing is incredible. Um, no, it just has a good amount of writing in the back, Yeah. and then at the end of it, uh, this there's a Iceland section, and it's all just photos of uh, my trip to Iceland with Sonora. Not the moment trip, but the very first one back in 2016. And, yeah, um, most people found me through those vlogs, so uh, that was a very meaningful trip. And yeah, I just I was like, Hey, like, do you want to write the section for the book? And she's like, yeah, sure. And like 15 minutes later, she sends me this beautiful, like beautifully written, super long piece that takes up like two pages about our trip to Iceland. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like uh, she's so, she's so eloquent with like how she does that stuff uh, with writing and art. And she's really good at that. So it was cool to have her included in that as well. Um, yeah, but uh, there's some writing in
0: there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at Emily Nathan's Tiny Atlas book right now that I have that you're in. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I talked to Emily a while right ago. Back. Um, dude, but but to that point, like I'm I'm looking at a stack of photo books that's slowly growing. On my bookshelf, because, dude, I am so, like, I'm getting so obsessed with them, right? Like, I love the idea of just this physical copy of work that, you know, a photographer can just put their blood, sweat, and tears into, add a theme to it, or whatever they want to do, but, like, it's there, and it's tangible, and you can hold it in your hand, you can flip through it, you can read it, like, and I think that that's the Instagram thing pushing me away a little bit, you know, cause I, I want to hold something now and I want to be able to like flip through something. So I think it's so like, it's just so much more powerful to get, you know, photos across in this format.
1: No, a hundred percent. Like it's so, um, it was, it was definitely like kind of crazy to see it when the book was done and just be like, okay, like this yeah. is actually really sick. And And like holding, holding my photos in my hands versus just seeing them on a phone screen or on the desktop. Like, yeah, it was, it was, is different and you don't realize it until you do it. Honestly.
0: What's the, uh, what's the name of the book?
1: Uh, It's called, how does it feel?
0: How does it feel? Cool. And you can, you can pick that up through your website. Is that the easiest way?
1: Uh, Is it on your site? Yeah, I need to put it on my site, but uh, you can pick it up shopcatalog.com. Okay, cool. Uh, there might be a dash between shop catalog, but I don't know. Um, if you look up, if you just Google search Andrew Kearns, how does it feel? It should show up as like the first result.
0: Nice. That's my next, um, uh, that's my next purchase. 100%. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm stoked. did you want to, like, did you want to do a book or did this situation kind of come up out of nowhere? Had you wanted to do this for a while?
1: I mean, it was in the back of my mind, like it'd be cool to at some point, but yeah, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. I was in California. I was doing a, um... I did a job. All right, so back up. I did a job with an agency, and that agency shared an office with Thought Catalog, the uh-huh. publisher. And they showed Thought Catalog my work, and then they reached out while I was in California. They're like, "Oh, like you want to do a book?" And they'd done a few other people's books. Some of them are my friends as well. And yeah, I was like, "Yeah, sure, sounds good." Like, I think that'd be fun. Uh, we got on a phone call. They sent me like PDFs and stuff about it, and I was like, "Cool, sounds good." And I don't know. I just like didn't really think. That much of it. I was like, cool. Like, I'll make a book and then I'll like lay it out and print it for me. Like, sounds good. Um, yeah, it's the dream. Yeah. And then I got home and like I came, there was like a check in the mail from them. And I was like, oh, oh weird. <laughs> like I should, I should probably take this a bit more seriously. Oh, man. And, and so, yeah, all of January and like, so it kind of just happened upon me, which was cool. Um, but then all of January and February uh, and like some of my time spent in Europe and stuff, like it was just, hauling on that book like it was yeah. so much work I probably spent I definitely spent over 200 maybe 300 hours on it like it was just it was a lot of work I read it in so much stuff and like, I didn't want to compromise on it because it's like if I compromised it was like you know it's it's printed like it's it's kind of permanent so yeah yeah
0: do you have any ideas of like for for people that want to jump into this world and photographers that want to make these books like have you you know? have you come across any other people maybe that are making books a certain way that they're just kind of easier to put out there into the world?
1: Um, yeah, like for me, it was more, like I was kind of more distance, distant from all the details, like the printing, the, all that. Like, I don't know how much each unit costs. Like, I don't really even know how much I'm profiting off each one. Like I'm just here. Right. Like I just made a book. <laughs> like I kind of just showed up. Um, yeah, so I don't know a ton about the process, but I have I had like a lot of friends do um, more of like the zine style where it's just oh, like right. getting yeah. something out and print. You know, you don't need a hardback, you don't need this or that, but I always encourage people to make some sort of something like that, yeah. whether it's like a 10 page, whatever, or, like a 30, 40, 50 page hardback, something, whatever they want to do. Cause I don't know, going through all my photos and all that, it was a really good, like, I always call it the best education I never asked for. Cause you just like, you were visiting all your older work and you like photos that I was stoked on back in 2015 or 16. I'm like, that was shit. Like that's <laughs> not a good, like, Yeah. like it's just another picture of that same place that everyone else took. And then there's photos that like for the same time I'm like, Oh my, like I really love this photo and I totally passed it up. Um, I just totally passed it up last time. Like yeah. how did that, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. Those are um, fun. And so it's just like, you, you kind of read us, and like, I think that goes back to the point of understanding what you value. Like, I'd say that was probably, like, the start of this whole year of transformation of just, like, understanding what's intrinsic to me, what I actually value, and what's really important, because I think that the book is this section I titled The Homie Section, and it's just those pictures that, you know, you don't share on social media, you wouldn't put it on your portfolio, but it's like, they help, hold so much value in a different way, um, and it's just like the pictures of the homies smiling, running around, a lot of candid stuff, just goofing. Um, and, you know, like there, there's a there's a value to portfolio photos or client photos or stuff you would put in your brand section on your website. And these are just as like, or probably more valuable in such a different way, you yeah. know. And that was such an insane lesson for me. Like, um, yeah, I don't think I can explain like how that is, but yeah, you can like pretty much do the math yourself, but it was it was a really good lesson to to realize and be aware of for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, I dig it, man. I hope that everyone bands together in the next two or three years and just makes books and prints and magazines Jeez. and like just flood the market with them. And let's yeah. and these That'd digital these <laughs> websites will go away forever. But we have to figure out a <laughs> way to still purchase things. But still, you guys get it. <laughs> uh, dude, I love that man. I actually every year around December, I um I make a, a yearbook, I call it, with with me and all my buddies because, you know, we're always traveling around, and, like, I'm the one person with a camera, so I'm always shooting. Uh, so at the end of the year, like, you know, there's, like, 10 of us, and we're all super close, and uh, I put together this yearbook, and front of it says, like, 2017 or 18 or whatever, and I only make, like, 10 copies, and then uh, we all get one. That's so And, like, so sick. no one's going to see it, you know, unless you're, you know, at my apartment or at one of my buddies' places, but even just things like that, you know, like, just... Just putting something together because you know twenty yeah. years down the line you're gonna look back yeah. and be like, man, remember this? Like, is, you know,
1: that is yeah. so cool. So yeah, if that's, you're that's, if you're listening that's really to this awesome.
0: and you're the person in your group of friends that shoots, like that shit's important. Like, put your make stuff together, yearbook. make a yearbook or make something. Like, just just put something together. Cause at the end of the day, at the end of the years, like you're going to look back and be like, man, I'm so glad that we have like, you know, this trip documented.
1: Yeah. Like 30 years from now when you're moving and like you're with your wife and your kids and like yeah. all of a sudden you stumble on this on some random ass box in your attic. You're going to be like, Oh yeah. my God. Like shout out. Chalice and Danes were making this <laughs> ages ago. Like, and you're just gonna like reminisce so hard, and it's all just gonna hit like a yeah. hurricane. And
0: VR takes yeah. over, so like they don't yeah. even look at photos anymore. It's just all like
1: weird video <laughs> images. Dude, uh, yeah, man. that's gonna mean so much. So yeah, much later
0: on. Yeah, yeah, man, It's cool, cool, dude. Well, dude, I uh, I'm so pumped that that you gave me the time. Really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, cool. she okay. So you have you have the workshop out with Moment. You have a workshop coming out with uh, with Stroll. And then mm-hmm. you're still you're still doing your YouTube uh, a little bit I yeah. see right like maybe every other like, week every week.
1: No, not even not that. Even. Um, no, I've kind of like put the brakes on the YouTube. Like, I, I'll see. Uh, I guess I guess I won't say too much now, but there will be more videos. They just won't be on my YouTube. Yeah, they'll be elsewhere, and that'll all be revealed within the next couple months. Nice, um, that's cool, man. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah
0: um okay cool well if people can go back and watch all your vlogs from back in the day too
1: they're there still, yeah, they're you still there
0: um and then your instagram andrew t kearns
1: yeah K E A R N S. K A R N S E like the juice drink but uh, <laughs> what's your what's your
0: what's your website is it andrewtkearns.com yeah cool sweet man well dude i really appreciate it thanks again for uh for giving me the time
1: yeah take care man
0: that'll do it guys thank you so much for hanging out and checking out that episode with andrew kearns you can see his work on instagram at andrew t kearns you can say hey to him there uh you can see his book how does it feel you can buy it well, you can see a book or you can look at a book and buy it um you can do that at shopcatalog.com check out his workshops with moment and alex stroll you can say hey to him on instagram say hey to us on instagram at darkroom say hey to me at Dane Diener, and let us know what you think. We love when you guys screenshot or you know give us a shout out either on Instagram or or whatever it is. I guess it would just be Instagram, right? Or Twitter. We're on Twitter too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, show us some love, and we love that. So uh, ratings help, reviews help, and subscriptions help. So subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell people that are just getting into this stuff, or just tell people that are bored and they want to listen to something for an hour. Who knows. Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.